So last week we were looking at, or we started rather, looking at this idea of I'm about to break. Living in a world where we can be in a bend, don't break mentality, but what we're actually called to do is do more than just strive, but actually thrive. And last week we we looked at how we can so frequently find ourselves just being over it. Overworked, overwhelmed, overcommitted. And I started to think about it, and I I realized that one of the things that can lead us to being over it if we're not careful is this. Distractions. As I'm distracted right now because my wonderful computer decided to go to sleep. Yeah, this was all planned. And if you buy that, please do. Um, But we can find ourselves easily distracted, right? Is that just me? I'm the only one that gets distracted easily. I, I, I know I've got ADD, but I, I know I can't be the only one that gets distracted. As a matter of fact, I was looking at the word distracted online recently, and I've always, we're going to start with a real light note, medieval torture techniques. Real light note this morning, guys. We're going to start easy. Um, but as I was looking at the word distraction, I've always t- been told that it was being drawn and quartered. But did you know that like this distraction or this idea of where they would lay somebody on a table and they'd tie a rope to their arms and to their ankles and then tie the other end of the rope to the horses? And I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. If you need to figure that one out, you can go figure it out. But I always just assumed that it was called being drawn and quartered. And then I did some research and you know what it said? This is also known as death by distraction. And I started thinking about it, and it's, I don't want to say comical, but it kind of is. When you think about it, being pulled in a number of different directions, and you're unable to keep it all together, death by distraction. And distractions are those things that can take away from what is most important in your life. Because, you know, you may have grown up hearing that time is our most precious commodity, and I would dare argue that it's not time, but it's our attention. Because here's the thing, like time, we can't get it back, but we also know that we can give something our time, but it may not have our attention. Our attention is somewhere else. Heaven forbid, you may may find yourself on a date night with a significant other, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, where are you? And you're miles away. Why? Because something else is going on in your brain. And they're fine to have your time, but what would they rather have? Your attention. Your focus. And this is, I think, why we call it paying attention, because it costs something. Um, But I came across this study from 2010 from um, two Harvard psychologists named Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert. And this was 2010, so just imagine the world in which we live in and how these numbers have probably escalated. But it said they found that an average human spends 47% of their waking hours thinking of something else other than their present reality. 47% of your time that you're awake, you're thinking of something else. You're not even present in the moment. 
And this can happen because of numerous reasons, but we also want to understand this because attention's important. And attention's valuable. And one of the reasons I came across this quote that our attention, what we give our attention to is valuable is this. Mary Oliver says, attention is the beginning of devotion. Attention is the beginning of devotion. You give something your attention, you become devoted to it, you value it, you prioritize it, it shapes who you are and who you are becoming. Our attention and what we give our attention to is important. And so I want to ask this question. It may be a weird way of asking it, but when's the last time you audited your attention? When's the last time you asked this question? What am I being distracted from that I should be devoted to? Maybe that's a better way of putting it than just auditing your attention. What is it that, that you find yourself so frequently going, oh, if I just had enough time, I would give more time to that. You know you should be devoted to it, but everything else in the world kind of pulls you every different direction. We live in a, a world of, of go, 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 and it can disconnect us from what it means to be human. It can disconnect us from the people that matter most. It can disconnect us from God and our faith as we go, oh, I would spend time with God in prayer, but I got this, I got that. I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody, but I've always been told that um, you've got as much time as you need for the things that you want to have time for. So I'm not letting anybody off the hook this morning, myself included, because there are things that I have been distracted from that I should be more devoted to in my own life. And then as I started thinking about what distracts you, I did some more research because, you know, I was just being distracted from actually writing my sermon and researching the idea of distraction. And I came across this wonderful fact that says that the average person, any guesses on this, the average person touches their cell phone how many times a day? Yeah, I'm just hearing a lot. Pretty close. 2,500 times a day. The average person. My wife tells me I'm above average, so y'all do the math there. 2,500 times a day, we're distracted by that little thing that we can just look at and go, oh. Or one of my favorites is Netflix. Has anybody ever done this where you watch Netflix enough that it's like, hey, are you still watching? You should probably go outside. It might be time for you to go do something else. You're a little bit distracted here, guy. The alarming fact is that we're not present in the moment. And when we're not present in the moment, it can become very difficult for us to find joy and contentment and peace because we're too busy trying to find it elsewhere and trying to fill our lives with other stuff as we become distracted. And it can lead us to having disordered priorities. 
And so this morning I want to look at Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38. And it's probably a familiar text to many of you, but it's about Jesus going to visit two sisters, Mary and Martha. And when Jesus goes, it says, As they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her help me. I just, want, I just want to pause right there, because I think we can all relate to what's happening in this story, can't we? Guest shows up. You got Mary and Martha. Mary's in the kitchen, slaving away, making sure everything's just right, making sure there's enough stuff for everybody to eat. And there's Martha just kind of sitting at Jesus' feet. And then I'm sure that she's kind of going, wait a minute. I'm making sure that you're taken care of. I'm making sure there's enough stuff. Come on, Jesus, tell her that I need help. Gets a little frustrated. Gets a little sideways and says, Jesus, tell her. We got to get all these hors d'oeuvres out. Jesus, tell her, we've got the quiche in the oven, and I've got all this going on, and I've got to make sure that it gets just right. Jesus, tell her. And then it continues in verse 41, where it says, But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There's need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. They're both present. They're both there. But Martha finds herself distracted. By everything that she has to do, everything that's going on, that she can't even take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. And, and, and when Jesus says there's only one thing, I can almost imagine him in our modern day going, hey, you've prepared all this stuff. You've been so busy doing stuff. You know, you could have just ordered a pizza. It would have been enough. And then you would have actually had time to engage and be present with everyone else. But you have found all of this stuff to distract you. I'm not saying that this is what happens with Martha, but I am saying this happens to me, if I'm honest, that so often we try to fill our lives with distractions so that we don't have to engage and be present with our current realities. It's kind of like we talked about last week. It's not that we're afraid of the silence. We're just afraid of what God may actually say in it. That I think sometimes we find ourselves trying to be distracted. Because we don't want to engage with what is. But as I, as I look at this story of Mary and of Martha, I, I can almost see it. Y'all's mom may not have been like this, but my mom, anytime we had people over, never sat down. 
always going to get something else. Hey, do you need another drink? Hey, do you need more food? Hey, 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 hey. And then she would always be like telling us, okay, so this is good, but it could have been better because I, I didn't add enough salt. Or I, and I'm just like, hey, if you just let us eat it, I'm sure it's fine. If you'd just be present with us, I don't know that my mom ever sat down and had a meal with us growing up unless we went out to eat. And that's kind of where Martha finds herself, as she's just jumping from one thing to another. And look at what Jesus says to her, because he didn't say, hey, you chose poorly. You didn't, you, he didn't say, you chose wrong. He just says, she chose better. Jesus is telling her you could have prioritized a little bit better. You, you should have look at, looked at your life and said, let me, priority, let me make priority those things that are a priority. Let me not find myself so distracted. But I want to give credit where it's due because Martha's not doing anything wrong per se. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to. The cultural expectation of being a good host or hostess. Which points me to one thing that I think we can get overlooked sometimes, and it's this. The distractions are not always just that we're distracted by bad things, but we can be distracted by good things and it keep us from seeing the better thing. We can become distracted by something good and not achieve the better. I posted this on, on Facebook kind of asking questions of what it is, how this could work, and I said, well, chips and salsa is good, but... Chips and queso, that's better. One of my female friends posted this one, and I, I, I'm just going to have to take her word for it. She said, cubic zirconia, that's good. But a diamond? Yeah, that's better. A buddy of mine said, you should just, go, just say that cheese makes everything better. So like hamburger is good, cheeseburger, better. Regular pasta, good. Macaroni and cheese, better. Some folks posted things like, life is good, eternal life is better. And I started thinking about how often we can become caught up in good, distracted by good and good enough that we lose sight of the better. And even as I was doing this, I got distracted. And if you can put that image on the screen because that's what happens in my office whenever I get distracted. My wife walks in and goes, hey, Disney princesses are good, but sidekicks are better. And then I go, ah, let's wrestle with that one a little bit. And we spend 45 minutes doing that. Only for me to go, okay, you're right, but distractions. I could have been using that time for a lot of other things, but that's what we did. And if you disagree with any of the stances on there, those are my wife, so you can talk to her about it. But as we look at our scripture, we, we see this story that says, you know, we, we've got to eat but that there's a better way to prioritize. And the distraction dilemma is this, that even a good thing can distract you from a better thing. It just can. We can settle for good enough. And there was something better that could be done 
for Martha. You see, priorities aren't always right or wrong. Sometimes we just have to prioritize what is the best way for me to be spending my time. What is the better way? And so when's the last time you audited your attention? When's the last time you really took stock of your priorities? Because here's one thing I've learned over my life. If you don't take stock of your priorities, the world will tell you what your priorities are. Because they don't care. And they will tell you, you need to prioritize your work over your family. You need to prioritize this over your faith. You need to prioritize, and they'll put their own priorities onto you if you do not audit your own. Because isn't this a trick that the devil plays all too often? Let me distract you with good enough so that we don't focus on best and better? Let me, let me distract you with, with how do we define sin. That's a good thing to talk about. Let me distract you with that. Why? So we don't get so focused on that idea of loving God and loving neighbor. We can just argue about whose sin is greater and what sin is and all of those things. And we lose sight of the better. We, we can find ourselves distracted by who's in and who's out of church, and we lose sight of being the church. I'm just going to call it what it is. We can get so caught up in what's going on with the United Methodist Church as a whole that we get distracted from actually being the church and doing ministry. And if you don't realize that, the devil is at work in that distraction. The devil has us right where he wants us because we're so focused on how we disagree that we have lost sight of how we do agree, which is that God is good and his grace is sufficient. That's the good news. But we've become distracted. Distracted by the ways of the world, distracted by what the, the world would tell us we need to focus on more than this or that. I mean, I've sh I share this almost every Sunday, but y'all remember when the Pharisees and the Sadducees are trying to trap Jesus, right? And they say, hey, 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 I've got it. Because we're all so worried about making sure that all, the, all of the Ten Commandments are upheld. So he goes up to him and goes, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, ah, you've been distracted by good enough. But the best is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor. And what he's ultimately pointing to is this, that we can become so caught up in how to do things that we lose the sight of that is the core of Christianity. If you go look at the ten, or ten Commandments, you go look at any of the commandments, what are they called to do? Keep you in love with God and help you to love your neighbor. And any time that we've become distracted in arguing these facts, that's what Jesus calls us back to. He says, well... How is this helping you stay in love with God and love everybody else? How is this helping you do the ministry of the church? How is this helping you to grow in understanding as a disciple? What is it for you? 
that has you distracted? What is it that you have become distracted from that you should be devoted to? Just a couple of application questions uh, that may help you in this audit of our attention. First one is this. How do you start your day? How do you start your day? Now, you may not be like me, but I find that if I don't do something first off in the day, that it may not get done. And so I make sure, Anna, Anna always gives me grief, even when we go on vacation, I will wake up 30 minutes earlier than I should just to make sure I have prayer time. Because what we do to start our day sets the tone for the rest of our day. Don't believe me? We talked about those wonderful distractions that are cell phones. And don't mishear me, I think that cell phones are wonderful as well. But have you ever done this? Woke up in the morning, looked at your phone, all of a sudden you see something, it makes you angry, you put your phone down and you're just mad for the rest of the day and you don't know why? Because the devil had you distracted. So how is it that you start your day? How is it that you're choosing to set the tone of your day? The second one that I want us to look at is this. Ask the question, what can only you do? And I might offend somebody if I, when I say this, but here's the thing. Your jobs, somebody else can do them. You may, be, you may be really good at them, don't mishear me, but somebody else can do them. If you get let go, somebody else is going to take that job. But there are certain things that only you can do. Only you can be that parent. Only you can be that spouse. Only you can be that child. Only you can be that disciple. So where is it that you find yourself giving attention to something that someone else could do and casting off the thing that only you can do? Because I, I once heard it said that what so frequently happens, nobody wants a monkey on their back. And so when we develop that monkey on our back, we're like, oh, I got to get this done. The best thing that we want to do is this, is I want to walk in somewhere and be able to go, hey, Lee, let me tell you about the monkey on my back and pass it off to him. And if we have not set our priorities, here's what happens. We take that monkey. And now we're walking around with this. And if we're not careful, it's not just a monkey, it's a 1,500-pound gorilla that will beat you down. But if you set your priorities to those things that take the most priority are the things that only you can do, only you can be. Third question is this, where can you choose better? If you look at your life, if you look at how you spend your time, you, you look at how you devote yourself, where can you choose better? Because I think we can all agree that there are certain things that have become distractions and have kept us from being devoted to what we should, so where can we choose to better spend our time? How can we choose to better spend our time? And if you want to get real brave... Ask somebody you trust how you can choose better. And if you want to get even more brave, 
Don't get defensive when they actually answer you honestly. The fourth question is this. What boundaries do you need to set to choose better? Because if you don't set boundaries, as I said earlier, if you don't set boundaries, people will tell you what your priorities are. They will. They do not care about your priorities as long as their priorities are being met. Where do you need to set boundaries? And you, and you may not have ever heard this before, but I want you to hear this. No is a complete answer. That so often I think we have to justify our no's. And no is a complete answer. I had a friend of mine who he talked about getting overwhelmed and burnt out in ministry. And, he, and I called him and I said, hey, I need you to do a youth retreat for me. And he said, well, this is my year of no, but since it's you. And I said, nope. And he said, what do you mean? I was like, I'm going to be a good friend and I'm going to help you put your boundaries into place. This is your year of no. You're telling me no. Because no is a complete answer. You don't have to explain it. I'm not going to do that. And yes is also a complete answer. Yes, I'm going to do this instead of that. Well, why? Because that's how I have prioritized. Where is it that you have become distracted from something that you should be devoted to? And just think about those questions again as the band gets ready to come up. How do you start your day? What can only you do? Where can you choose better And what boundaries do you need to choose better? We live in a world where distractions run rampant. And so if just for this moment, if you need it, I invite you during this song to to sit and be present. Not worrying about what has been or what may be. Or maybe you just need to come and go, God, I've been too distracted by the ways of this world that I've not been devoted to you. And so the altars are open if you need them as well. But my challenge for us is that we do not become distracted from things that we need to be devoted to. And that we really take time to audit our attention.